We need a catchphrase. I've got one. All right, what is it? Sit down on the the old pot. Put on a put on a record. <laughs> Sit down on the pot. Are you telling us to tell them to go to the bathroom? Hold on, hold on. I'm not done. Wait. No. So they have a record player in their bathroom? <laughs> hold on. I'm not okay. done. Sit down on the pot. Put on a put on a record. Lit, light up the old pipe and uh, kick back. <laughs> Wait. They're smoking on the toilet and listening to a record player while kicking back. We're smoking marijuana because this is an explicit podcast. I, I just want to put put that out there. Explicit, explicit smoking. Wait, so you smoke pot on your toilet? No, I don't do this. I'm telling our listeners to do this. You're telling our listeners to smoke pot on the toilet. I'm saying down on the pot, put on a record, smoke up your pipe, and kick back. Because who are we? That's Next our catchphrase. Time. That's our catchphrase. Uh, no, it's not our catchphrase. So you say our name, Dumb Comic Creators. Sit down on the pot. No, no. Put on a record. Stop telling your... Light up the pipe. Kick back. You're literally telling... You're literally remind, You're really combining the word... You're combining number two and our podcast together. You're, you're missing the most dangerous part no, of that. Why are we sitting in the toilet? There's too many questions. They're sitting in the toilet and they have a record player. Why do they have a record player in the toilet? If you're Keegan, sitting on the you toilet, how do you kick back? That's what I don't understand. Do you have a record player in your toilet? Or on your toilet? Yeah, I do. Bathroom? Of course I do. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Yeah, I like to play Chicago. And if it's a really bad, if it's a really bad time that I'm having in there, I spin it backwards. Yeah. Gives me motivation. That's a good point. But that's not a good catchphrase. Okay. I'm sorry, Keegan. I'm not really going to fight you on this one because that was... A, it was too explicit for me. B, I don't like the idea of people listening to records in the bathroom. Why not? Because a record player does not belong in the bathroom. The record player belongs in the parlor where you're supposed to be smoking. Two. (laughs) So this is... But the fact that they're on the toilet, no. I, I love how you've completely missed that I said, sit down on the pot, but also kick back. Like, you, you should not be kicking back if you're on the toilet. I you think said. the toilet's a very relaxing place to be. So that part I agree with. But you can't kick back. You should uh, kick back. It'll be a very awkward bathroom. Be like, oh, oh God, I'm flying. <laughs> uh, Yeah. Okay, fine. I'm not actually. I'm not gonna fight you because okay. that that catchphrase was very involved. I know it was dumb, dumb. And Speaking who are dumb, we? Who are who are we? Dumb comic creators. Dumb comic creators. And who are you? I'm Keegan. And who am I? Forgot. Uh, you're Eric. Oh, thanks. I'm Eric Schwartz. You're right. I almost forgot, too, for a second. <laughs> Whoa. It's been a long day. <laughs> Basically threw me off there. Mm-hmm. We also have a fantastic guest today, a great artist named... India Knip. Yeah, India Knipe. Yes, no? hi. <laughs> no, I got it wrong. I apologize. Yeah, you did. Sorry, I... <laughs> hello, hello. Hello, hello. Uh, India is a comic artist uh yeah and, and writer just artist okay artist everything <laughs> oh just in general artist yeah well i'm an illustrator but i also just like doing anything that involves art so that's like writing uh comics uh paintings i just got into paper making and weaving it's pretty much anything i can get my hands on oh that's cool so are you drawn to the narrative part of comics though Um, yeah okay very much very much I've loved uh narrative since I was like a little kid and I used to write stories all the time in school so I just like writing stories I like making stories up oh cool 
And um, right now you're working on a, a Patreon. Is that like your most recent work? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've got the Patreon set up and I mostly right now post on Instagram and uh, trying to get like a little Etsy shop going, you know. Oh, cool. And then your, so your like most recent character is White Willow. Is that the character's uh, name? Willow White. Yeah. White. okay yeah it's actually um one of the first like story longer stories that i've finished and released oh cool so, yeah um and can, tell us about that project oh yeah um so for like every october they do inktober mm -hmm. um challenge and i never do anything with ink so i just did drawtober this month this year and oh, cool. um yeah so what i wanted to do because i would seen some people on instagram do it uh was do a story over the whole month so every day i would post one image and the text uh, that goes along with it oh wow so in september i wrote the whole story and storyboarded the whole thing and then in october i did one illustration um a day and just like compiled it like last week Oh, cool. Cool. Um, is that published? No, no. Okay. No, just on my Instagram and just on my website. Uh, but it might be published in a small uh, art magazine, like an online one. Oh, nice. Uh, but I don't know when. I just submitted it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so um, tell me about your process. Do you, are you on all digital or do you do anything manually? Um, yeah, uh, I do, like I said, I, I really like any art. So I have tons of sketchbooks and also I have my computer with my Photoshop that I sometimes go on and sometimes I just use my iPad to use on Procreate. Yeah. Um, so when it comes to process with like comics and narratives, um, I kind of like, I have a very active imagination, so I'm just coming up with stories all the time. Yeah. And yeah, so I'll, I'll hear something interesting. I'll hear like a story or one time I was just on Wikipedia, just jumping around and I found the Pandora, like the myth of Pandora. Yeah. And they had an interesting part on the Wikipedia page that described an alternate version of the Pandora myth. Um, oh. Yeah, so instead of all of the, like they say she opens the box and all the evil come out comes out to the world, but there's an alternate one, one where the box is full of all of the virtues and the virtues fly up to Mount Olympus and cannot be reached by humanity anymore. Oh, um, cool, all right. Yeah, so I, I saw that and was like, that sounds cool. So I'm going to write a whole story around it. Uh, oh, nice. And, yeah, yeah, that's the, cool. So, um, uh, but and then, yeah. And, I, and then what sorry. was your story? No worries. Um, my story for the Pandora thing? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so I changed, I looked up what the Greeks would have considered virtues. Um and I saw Plato had like a list of five virtues or something. And uh, so I was like, okay, so if there's five things coming out of the box, I can make it a bird cage, have her release five birds. And um, the whole story is instead of her opening it, it that starts at the beginning. And the whole story is about her trying to bring the birds back. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it becomes a whole adventure style, like a uh, last airbender kind of thing where she's just uh, traveling the world of Greek mythology and bringing back these birds. Cool. Yeah. So, um, so you do a lot of illustration. Um, yes. I noticed that you have kind of a defined style. How, how did you develop that? That is news to me. <laughs> um, but you don't I, feel I, like you do have a defined style. No, I feel like I have a few styles. Like 
Okay. I feel like I, I can never draw something the same twice. Oh. So, so it's... Uh, that makes it, comics kind of hard. <laughs> yeah, it really does. It, it drives me nuts. Um, I don't think you did a bad job with White Willow. Yeah, that's that's nice. I, I was really trying on that one. Okay. It, a lot of the times I'll draw a character uh, and then two days later I'll draw the same character and it will be completely different looking. Um, I see. But, the, but I do know some of the style of things. It's mostly because I, I love cartoons. Um, so I base a lot of my styles off that. Okay. Um, especially like Steven Universe lately has been a big thing that I care about. Fantastic uh, series. Yes, absolutely. You watch that, Eric? I watch the interesting facts, like because it actually does teach good life lessons. Like, <laughs> well, no, because I mean, like he has to deal with the fact that like his mom didn't die, and like he's growing up without his mom. There's like stories like where like they literally talk about the R word. Um, what R word? This is explicit podcast. <laughs> it ends with the ape. And oh like, yeah, no, no, they bring not it up on this like, how, like, it's That too, you also have abusive relationships, and they actually talk about lessons that matter whereas like if you watch like your classic like 90s cartoon they're like the power of friendship i'm like <laughs> what does that mean very true and and the art style is beautiful mm-hmm. um just like really caught me so uh that and oh over the garden wall was something i absolutely loved in the last couple of years uh i've never heard so, of that never heard really of no really yep. yeah. oh wow <laughs> That's um. It was a cart. It was a mini series on Cartoon Network. Uh, gosh, it was like five years now, but it's like hailed as one of the best like animations ever made. It was like in a bunch of film festivals. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, it's a really, really like twelve episode long thing about uh two brothers lost in the woods. And it's, uh, yeah, I definitely suggest it. Okay. Yeah, that's something good to see. Uh, there's some pictures of it right there. Ah, uh, yeah. I can see how your art style is very reminiscent of that, um, especially when you look at your work. Um, yeah. There's very some similarities. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah, so I, I do a lot of cartoon stuff. Um, I grew up with, like, uh Jean and Vasquez comics, um, like uh, what was it, Z question mark or Squee, you know, Invader Zim guy. Yeah, yeah, those are good. And, those are fantastic. Yeah. So, so you you went to Massachusetts College of Art and Design. Yes, Mass Art. Mass Art. <laughs> uh, tell us about your experience at Mass Art. Eric, have uh, you yeah. heard of MassArt? Hold on. Yeah. I have not heard of MassArt, but I assume it's in Massachusetts. So it's like the oldest uh, still publicly funded art school. Is that correct? Yeah. It's, yeah. Like, it's the only one. It's the only state-run art school yeah. in the country, I think. And they've got like eight buildings that are all wacky looking. <laughs> They're terrible. And then there's like, whenever I go there, all I see are these like nurses and uh, <laughs> and people from Harvard Medical uh, oh, in the yeah. cafeteria. Like I never see any artists. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> because the cafeteria is shared with like this major nursing school and yeah. Harvard Medical School, which is like right next door to it. Um, and they all share the same cafeteria. So whenever I go in there, it's like all I see are nurses and it's really strange. Is there a fierce war going on between them? Like, do you guys like uh, have sides? No, actually, uh, I'm pretty sure the pharmacy school and mass art are super cool, but we do hate the, um, God, what was that technology school like right across the way? Wentworth? There was, yeah, NYU. Wentworth. Yeah. That's, that's the one that mass art has a feud with. Yeah, yeah. Wentworth people listening to this, hang up. Like, turn <laughs> off this podcast, please. You know what you yeah. did? Screw you. This is an explicit podcast. I can say that. You know where you know where all the artists are? They're all in the Wentworth um, cafeteria eating yeah. their food. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, you they can go there. Food. 
There was a girls, <laughs> there was an all girls college that's also like right next to that area. Do you know what the name of that one? Uh, all girls college. Like, uh, yeah so full disclosure i went to the school of the museum of fine art uh which is part of tufts university which is like across the yeah. street from mass art and then <laughs> in between mass art and smfa is wentworth which we've already mm -hmm. mentioned and behind mass art is the nurse college and behind that is harvard medical and but to like adjacent to wentworth there's like an all girls college and they have a cafeteria too. And when I went there, I felt really strange and uncomfortable. <laughs> and it was like, like I, like I was entering planet of the apes and I, like everyone was like watching me and uh, yeah, but it was all in my head. There were other men. Yeah. There. It was fine. No, I, <laughs> it's, it's similar to how um, mass art doesn't have a gym, but Wentworth does and you're allowed to go to the Wentworth gym. And that was a weird experience walking into the Wentworth gym with a bunch of like buff tech guys. Are they just jocks? Yeah. Yeah, like... just like jockey tech guys hanging out in this in this gym. And there's like two like disheveled uh, pale artists in the corner. <laughs> and you walk in with your, your wrists are like bent at 90 degree <laughs> angles. Oh, I'd like to use the gym, please. <laughs> Pretty much. But um, yeah, the mass art... Um, Oh, by the way, I was going to mention this. Uh, my half uncle went to your school. Your half uh, uncle. Yes. Which half? <laughs> my the mom's top side. half or the, the bottom? Good half. half. <laughs> well, like my mom, my mom's dad's side. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Is he famous? It's... Is he someone I would know? Uh no, he's he he's uh he doesn't do art. He just went to art college. <laughs> That makes sense. A lot of people <laughs> who went to art college don't do art anymore. Yeah. And so. a lot of non-art college people become artists. Yeah, so exactly. It's a crazy world. But um, yeah, when I was in mass art, um, my experience was pretty good, but I knew what I was going to do like the second I walked in. Like my whole mission in life since I was like maybe five years old was to be an illustrator. I see. So. So I walked in and there's a bunch of students that are like, need the exploratory year to figure out what they want to do. And I was sitting through like, form study classes going, I don't want to be in this class. I want to draw. Um, yeah. What do you, what recommendations would you give to anybody that wants to become an illustrator that wants to draw? Um, just like a starting path or just general advice that you've learned since starting? You're, you're yeah. like almost fresh out of college, right? Yeah, I'm like uh, two years now. Two years college. removed. Yeah. So. Okay. So uh, having said that, would you still go to college? Um, yeah. I yeah. mean, okay. yeah, mass art was a good experience and it did help my art a lot. Um, I wish I hadn't been so overloaded with work because now I'm like learning a bunch of new art and I'm like expanding everything and trying everything. But in college, you have so much homework. You don't have time to do any of that. You're sleep deprived and you can only get your homework done if you can even get that done. Yeah. So it's hard to explore. It's very like technical, right? It, it, like you're, you're learning the technique. It, uh, no. No? Mass art, okay. mass art was weird. <laughs> uh because you'd have you'd have classes where teachers would be like here's techniques this is how you use this material and then you'd have classes where a teacher will sit you down and go okay i've set up a bunch of glass on this mirror filled with water now draw that in ink for the whole <laughs> class however way you want to and it's like okay um in fact in in freshman year there was a drawing class that uh, had a couple people drop out of the school entirely because he had us work on charcoal without explaining anything about charcoal. So anybody that hadn't worked with it before was freaking out and doomed and they just got a real bad feeling about art school. Oh, wow. But uh, That's intense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mass art was weird. It had some, it had like good spots where I would really recommend it and bad spots where it was like super frustrating and 
it felt like nobody knew what was going on, you know. I mean, I feel like that's most fair. I I feel like that is everyone's undergrad experience. Exactly. Yeah. You never know what's happening and everybody's stressed out. Right. Did you eat lots of ramen? Oh my God. Ramen's my favorite food (laughs) ever. (laughs) I love ramen too. I mean, do you prefer like high quality ramen, like restaurant ramen or the nice, like cheap 79 cents cup ramen? I love both. I, I, I had only tried like restaurant ramen when I moved to Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like the moment that I go anywhere, it's like, I need packs of chicken ramen. <laughs> Just, I need them. I'm in Switzerland right now and I cannot get Maruchan ramen and it drives me nuts. What I are found you doing a substitute. in Switzerland? Um, uh, I have always wanted to move out of the U.S. just like since I was like five years old you know I'm very driven I was five and I was like this is my life and that's it (laughs) (laughs) and so I had the chance because my uh my husband he's uh a Swiss citizen oh cool yeah so we had like one chance to move a year ago and so we moved perfect good timing yeah (laughs) And um, yeah, but when it comes to like, okay, illustrator advice, um, it's important to, let's see, what would be a good piece of advice that's more than just draw? Uh, <laughs> We're very excited to have you, by the way, because we've mostly had like writers. Yeah. We, we've had a couple artists, but. Usually they're um, writers. writers first, artists second, so. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm artist first, writer second. Uh, mm-hmm. But um, it's, a, it's a lot to do with like opening. I think it has a lot to do with opening your mind um, because I feel like a lot of people focus on style. They focus on like, they learn how to draw something from a how to draw book and that's the only way they're going to draw it or they, you know, use like, I have a few friends that uh, only draw things in the like from Marvel and DC and that's yeah. all they draw <laughs> and it's good but it's like that's all they're willing to draw and I, I yeah and I think that like one of the things about being an illustrator is you you should try to be flexible and really explore like as much things as you can there's tons of things you can do in illustration and it like overlaps with graphic design and you can like like right now I'm making my own paper so that I can print on my own paper and paint on my own paper. Uh, and it's just like, uh, yeah, I think exploration is super important when you want to be an illustrator and uh, studying a lot of the, like what you like. I have the Steven Universe art book. I have the Over the Garden Wall art book. I have the uh, Last Jedi art book. Like The Last the- Jedi, like the movie? Yeah. yeah. Star Wars. And you draw things from The Last Jedi? No. <laughs> I just, uh, I love the movie. I bought the production book and then I was just like, it's just a huge thing on how they designed all the costumes, how they designed all the creatures. Is that the second one or the th- third one? Second one. That's the second, second one. I like that movie too. Everyone hated oh that God. movie. Uh, so if you're, if you're a huge, huge Star Wars nerd going into it, you don't like it. If you're like a newer fan or just a general fan in general, you like it. So, I'm a yeah. huge, huge Star Wars nerd, Eric. I'm no. playing you on that. <laughs> no, you're not. Yes, I am. You don't Are you kidding like me? I've read stuff. like every book that they then like said were obsolete. I read all the books from <laughs> the the pre stuff. No. Okay. Well, agree, disagree. Where Leia I'm and a- Han actually married and had kids and were happy. It's yeah, like divorced and unhappy, and having a son who's God. I don't know. He was on drugs or something. I, don't know. <laughs> I I will say that um I grew up with Star Wars as like a general thing. Like I saw the prequels. My parents showed me the originals like a thousand times. I absorbed a lot of it through osmosis because everybody knew Star Wars. Um. 
and my mom loved Yoda. Uh, and I remember that very vividly. <laughs> um, Yoda's but, the best. Yeah. And, and number two. He's in the yeah. he's in The Last Jedi. Yeah. And so so when The Force Awakens came out, I I really liked Kylo Ren in the commercials. <laughs> and then I was very disappointed where his story went. I was very upset. Yeah, he and, was like emo. He was so emo, yeah. basically. He was weak. Well, no, I, I loved his character. I hated what happened at the end of the Force Force Awakens. That he because... decided to say bad after being the big bad. Well, no, it, no, the Force Awakens was the first one. Force um, Awakens was the one, yeah. Yeah, it was more of a situation where I liked him in the commercials, and then I didn't want him to be the bad guy, and then he was the bad guy, oh, and then he killed the only character that I ever cared about in Star Wars, and I was very upset. <laughs> Yeah. And then the last, and I was, I was literally like, I'm never going to like this character. He is dead to me. And uh, then the last Jedi came out and I love him again. So, <laughs> and I don't like talking about the third movie. <laughs> oh, the well, third. third movie was literally like, like JJ Abrams going, <laughs> I should, I, I, this is where I wanted to go the entire time. You try to take it somewhere else. I'm saying no. And just literally wrapped onto everything. It was the funny thing to watch. It was, yeah. <laughs> Because he literally's like, nope, that didn't happen. Nope, that didn't happen. <laughs> Nothing carried forward. I was not a big fan of the Last Jedi just because the entire time they were subverting the expectations, and I'm like, this is just subverting expectations to subvert expectations. I felt like it I was like driving the, the story forward. I yeah, didn't I mean, like that Ray has literally zero character arc. She starts off as overpowered and ends overpowered. Well, I mean, they were maybe trying to do something. They maybe tried to do something. I like that's why like Kyle Ren is by far my favorite character because he's the only one that actually has a major story arc. He's the only one that goes yes. like go somewhere and is somewhere and he grew and changed because of it. Really, okay. the only thing I like about the third movie is Kylo Ren. So. Yeah, I agree with that too. I still think they should have been siblings. No, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It didn't I, I thought that Luke wiped everyone's minds. He was like, nobody remember this daughter. Because the prophecy says that she's gonna be evil. Oh, no. I think he got the wrong sibling. No, oh, no. I was my favorite thing though is um, the undercover boss Star Wars edition with Kylo Ren. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yes. Oh my god, that's hilarious. If we got anything from the new trilogy, it was that sketch on SNL. Yes. Yeah. The other, uh, the other movie, just to bring it up because we've talked about the Last Jedi, which is one of my favorite movies now. Mm -hmm. is um guardians of the galaxy volume two is also probably my favorite movie of all time and is a big inspiration to my work wow the second one yes specifically the second one <laughs> what i love what the first you, one <laughs> what drives you in from the for the second one yeah more than the first one like the first one more than the second one yeah i know it drives me nuts um <laughs> i love the first one i went to see it in theaters I loved it. It was great. I loved James Gunn and and I loved everything about it. And then the second one came out and I loved it more. Like I just, the music hit for me more, I guess maybe because I didn't know all the songs. Oh, okay. okay. Um, I liked Yondu's character arc so much. I love Yondu so much. Yeah, that was good. He had and, a great character arc. Yeah, and I just, I like, I just loved it. It's so colorful. It is funny um, that a planet um, had like relations with his mom. Yeah. I mean, that that is classic. That's pretty funny. It was, it was and it's Patrick Swayze. Yeah. <laughs> and it's and it's heartbreaking. Um who else would be a, like a scummy 80s planet sleeping with your mom but Patrick Swayze? Patrick Swayze. It wasn't Patrick Swayze. It was Kurt Kurt Russell. It was oh, Kurt Russell. You know, I get them confused cuz Yeah. They they look identical. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, David Hasselhoff would be would also do it too. I could see him. That was great. Go, yeah, he had a cameo. He did. I mean, it made it, it was a great cameo. It was probably it was my one of my favorite parts of the movie. It was and cameo. then did you did you see the music video they made uh, with David Hasselhoff? I did not. Oh, it's called Guardians Inferno. I believe you should look it up at some point. Okay, I will totally um, watch it. It's very funny. Did you, 
have you ever seen the movie Sliver? Yes, actually, I recently watched that. Okay, because it, it popped up James, on Netflix. I, I love film, so I love James Gunn, and I will watch anything that he makes. I like freaked out because I was rewatching the Scooby Doo movies and saw him as a writing credit. I was like, it's always been true. I've always loved him. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's fantastic. Um, I love Sliver. I mean, I probably didn't realize he did Scooby Doo. I probably actually seen it because I have a six-year-old nephew whose favorite movie series is anything Scooby-Doo, so. <laughs> it's the live action movies. Uh, oh, yeah, I definitely have seen them. Yeah. Um, he didn't, he, he was only like a writing credit and they changed a lot from what he actually wrote, but mm. still pretty good. Uh, I got off track. Art, <laughs> illustration. You said you had an open Kirk mind Douglas. what we were talking about with art and illustrations. Oh, I had a, I had a specific one I wanted to bring up about comics. Okay. Um, advice for comics and that's uh, if you are a, a illustrator and you want to do comics you don't have to write like yeah. don't force yourself into thinking that you need a story of your own and that you have to write it I've, I've seen a lot of artists get hung up on that I've seen a lot of artists that are really good and like comics but they don't think they can get involved because they don't write stories and it's yeah. like no there's plenty of writers there's tons of writers that want you to work with them and you should take it I mean it's definitely the reverse too if uh if you're a writer and you, you can't draw I mean that really <laughs> hung hung me up for a long time because I can't draw, but I have lots of stories. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you just got to find the right artist, and that's the other thing. Don't get discouraged if you ha if you have a bad experience with a writer or artist. Um, Is there a particular I, I, type I, of? I'm gonna writer? pause, uh, pause, 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 because I want you to see that they look <laughs> identical. <laughs> Kurt Russell and Patrick Swayze are the same person. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So they do look, that, they look very close. They, they do look, look very similar. Exactly the same. I just I think he was trying Swayze to get because more money. I don't I don't know who Patrick Swayze is. So. Uh you ever see Dirty Dancing? No, I've heard of it though. He's in he's Ghost. a star from Dirty Dancing. He was in Ghost as well. Oh, he's that guy. He's okay. that guy. Yeah, okay. he's Kurt Russell. <laughs> he looks like Kurt Russell. They do look alike according to like those commercial those pictures, but they look identical. Look no, at No, they don't. <laughs> look at this. They look very similar. I'll give you okay. that. Okay. You've seen one white guy with a mullet. You've seen them all. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Thank you for uh sorry for interrupting. I wasn't even listening to the last 10 minutes. Just listen. <laughs> I was just looking this up. <laughs> I was talking about we were talking about um bad experiences with writers or artists and vice oh, okay. versa. yeah and yeah uh, have you had any um not me particularly i really like to work with people on their stuff um i'm both good with giving ideas because i i write myself so i'm like constantly coming up with things and uh at the same time, I'm good at like if an art if a writer wants me to draw something, I can draw it. I see. But um, I do have my my husband's a writer. Oh. Okay. And and he we got into a comic group like right before college at some point, and uh, he had a bad experience with the artist that he was like matched up with. Um. She she just drew whatever she wanted and kind of ignored <laughs> what he was writing. So yeah it kind of discouraged him from it felt made him feel like his writing wasn't very good because the artist wasn't listening to him it's it's hard to um so i think with anyone whether you're paying them or not is is difficult if you don't yeah. find the right person you know yeah and that's yeah uh so so i i can understand that it's hard to like i don't know if he was paying this person or not but like no it, especially when you're like just kind of working together and it's free it, yeah it's like you, you're putting it in into the universe is good luck you know <laughs> yeah totally and i've been i've been in a couple groups 
and uh, they've all fallen through because just like life happens and everybody loses track of everything. But yeah, it's like, nobody's I, fault. <laughs> what I found is that unless you're paying people, they like these kind of projects can just fall through unless everyone is like super into it you know yeah super but it, motivated if you pay people they'll finish it i've i found that <laughs> out like if you give them a quality wage for the work that they're doing they'll they'll get it done right because That's it's true. like actual work and a living like maybe not a living wage but like an expect expected pay you know yeah uh but yeah if it's if it's not then like i'll see you next month you know it's like yeah exactly it's like it's like, wrangling it's like a D. it's like D. it's like get all your friends together for a D session good luck yeah <laughs> the number one killer of D groups <laughs> is timing not like the minotaurs not the Jurassic. No, no. the actual game just people to meet together it's just like, can we meet every Friday? No, I have to do something that Friday. Well, can we meet Saturday mornings? And it's like, yeah, I guess we can. And then on Saturday morning, they're like, actually, I have to go grocery shopping. And it's <sighs> uh, another thing that I would advise is like communication from like, it's like speed dating almost. Like when you're talking to somebody new for the first time, whether it's uh, an artist or a writer, probably, if that communication sucks at the beginning, it's never going to get better. And, yeah. um, and same thing, like, that's why we do tests with artists, you know, uh, mm -hmm. not to waste our money and spend, spend money on single pages with different people. It's because if that artist is given a page to do with an expected rate, and then it takes three months to do a single page, we're obviously not going to work with that person on a full book, you know? Yeah, very um, true. Yeah. And that's a, here, here's some advice for artists that are uh, trying to do comic work. Don't, um, don't bite off more that you can chew. It, if it's going to take you a certain amount of time to do something, tell them that. Right. Because other, otherwise, they're going to feel like you're not doing anything. I always hate in movies when they do it. They're like, how long will this job take? Three days. You have one day. And the artist <laughs> when the person go back, no, I actually only have three days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you know, everybody should know the deadlines right away and should, like, be able to be on task. Um, if it's paid work. If it's free work. Yeah. Set uh, a goal and yeah. uh, hopefully you'll make it. <laughs> but I will say, I will say that if you're going to do a comic group and you want to really make a comic and you're not being paid and you're all just like friends doing comics, you should still really set some kind of yeah like a goal deadline and really try to stick to it and because uh, otherwise it's going to fall apart i i would say like if it does fall apart right that's the next thing that happens mm -hmm. um don't be discouraged just realize that other people have less priority with the with comics than you do you know yeah um and I, a lot of people can get discouraged and never work on it again you know, because their friends aren't into it. Um, but that's how artists kind of start. I think <laughs> a lot of it is like, well, collaboration didn't work. So now I'm just going to start doing everything myself, you know? Um, yeah. And just like, where I am kind of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you kind of like you, you write and draw, but like writing's not your strong suit, but if there's no writers, you're just gonna, you're gonna write, you know? Yeah. And, and I've, I will say that I've been, I like, uh, in middle school, I wrote a 200 page like book. It's very bad, but it's 200 pages. So I know how to write. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're like one of those unicorns that can do everything. <laughs> I, I try to, I'm a jack of all trade, master of none. Right. Yeah. That's the way to be. But often better than a master of one. People don't know that that's the rest of the line. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. That makes me feel better. I yeah, the right? Floyd Mayweather uh, quote, because he was being interviewed by Brian Kenny, and Brian Kenny goes, why do you refuse to fight Pacquiao? And Pacquiao goes, oh, I forgot. And, and Mayweather goes, oh, I forgot I'm talking to 
Brian Kenny, check him up trays, master nothing, and just leaves the interview. It was literally <laughs> a, supposed to be a, a twenty-minute interview, and the guy just leaves. But that's besides the point. <laughs> Have you ever worked with your husband, like on comics or anything like that? Um, sort of. Like, uh, I we we constantly talk back and forth about working on projects together, but we both <laughs> are deep procrastinators and constantly crit criticize our own work so it's hard to like get a project done because he he's like my writing's terrible and i'm like my drawings are terrible oh yeah are you guys in the same D, &D group um i not usually because i like to dm and he likes to dm and when he plays a character he likes to destroy the whole thing so <laughs> It's hard to be in the same groove. Interesting. <laughs> I don't know. Keegan and I were in a D&D group together in high school, I think. <laughs> and we kept on getting in trouble because he played an archer whose sole mission was to get drunk and just sleep with women. And mm -hmm. so literally in the middle of a mission, he's like, I'm bored. He's, he's like, I turn around and start leaving <laughs> the dungeon group. And I'm like, all right, I guess I'm following him. And I was the healer. <laughs> and the rest of the group's like aren't you guys coming back You're like no i'm good we were we went and played video games in the other room yeah we got bored jeez yeah um my we tried to play curse of strahd with some friends and i was dming mm -hmm. and uh he decided to play a barbarian um who's like whole thing is that he thinks he's hot shit but he's really terrible uh, at everything <laughs> And so he was just like throwing himself at stuff and and just almost getting everyone killed. It was like, oh god. Oh and man. Curse of Strahd is not the game to be doing that. <laughs> so, India, um, you have a Patreon. Mm-hmm. And can uh, it's very it's very sad. It's sad. It's only got like four people. That's way better than the Dumb Comic Creators Patreon, which you can find at <laughs> patreon.com slash dumb comic creators. We have, uh, two. <laughs> we have two. Yeah. But I, I've never done any paid posts. <laughs> so we've made no money. But you're actually, you're making money on your Patreon. That's not sad at all. Yeah, it's mostly relatives, but yeah. <laughs> you're making $72 a month. That's That's pretty great. Uh, but what can people get on your Patreon if they sign up? Um, right now, it's mostly sneak peeks. I have a sticker club, I think, where I, I can send people stickers. Um, my handmade stickers now because I, I, I use my own paper and then make my own stickers because I can't afford anything. Wow, else. that's awesome. Um, and then I think that like the highest one is like postcards uh, right oh, cool. now. I. I don't have a lot to give. I just have uh, art. <laughs> oh, you have five levels. Wow. Monthly yeah. postcards. Yeah. And no, nice. almost no one gets that. So, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Well, you could just send a postcard from Switzerland <laughs> once a month. I mean, <laughs> that'd be cool. True. Yeah. I've got. I've got a, a stack of art postcards that I had to print out for college. And uh, luckily, I still have them. Oh, nice. And uh, your website is India Knip, your, your mm -hmm. full name.com. And yep. they, they can read Willow White on yep. your, the full, the full story on your website. Yeah, that's, uh, and my other comics are on there too. They're uh, much shorter, but. They're all on there. Oh, great, great. And uh, yeah, that's like my portfolio website. I have a contact page on there if anybody wants to contact me about any projects. I'm, I work quickly, so I'm pretty much always open for commissions. Oh, good. And uh, your Instagram is? Also my name. Slash India Knip, yeah. Yeah. Uh, most of my things online are, are just my name. So I have a TikTok where I do my paper making a lot. That's oh, cool. also just my name. Yeah. So uh, nice. And uh, do you have anything coming up that you want to plug? 
Um, I don't know. I just got hired for a, a short gag comic, but I don't know if I'm supposed to talk about it. Okay. Um, like the title or anything, because I don't know what they want. And Where can they find out more about that when they uh, when you start uh, getting the green light to do that? Um, I'm gonna be posting character designs on my Instagram sometime this week. So my Instagram, I'm gonna like update it on stories and everything. Um, and then I also do, I have an, a YouTube channel that is also just my name um, where I'm trying to upload videos of my like process and the Drawtober stuff, but uh, editing is difficult. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so that's also something I'm, I'm around. One okay. of the problems I have as an artist is I'm scatterbrained, but it also means I'm pretty much everywhere. Right. But just a little bit in each place, right? <laughs> exactly. It's yeah, like yeah. I'll, I'll post to Instagram and sometimes to TikTok and rarely to YouTube. I can relate to this. <laughs> I can. Uh, well, you've been great to have on. I think we always appreciate having an artist come on. Yeah, I, hope I, I hope I like actually gave good advice. Yeah, I think so. You're uh, fantastic. Thank you. I think oh, that's wise you. though, like having different styles in your pocket so that you can kind of draw everything depending yeah, on the scenario. Yeah. That's something that um, is very weird about art school because they tell you that you shouldn't do that. Mm -hmm. um, but then everybody you talk to in the real world says it's a good thing but I don't know if it's actually <laughs> helping me. I, it's very confusing. Well, I could see I could see it the other way too, right? If somebody only draws Marvel or DC and they get really, really good at it, then they might get yeah. hired by Marvel or DC. But... Something my, yeah, something my art teachers would say is that if you give someone your portfolio, you should they should know exactly what they're gonna get when they hire from you. And so, my teachers were always like, you have too many things in your portfolio. So nobody knows what they're going to get. And it's like, well, they could just tell me what they like in my portfolio and then I'll give them that. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think, I think for the most part, if I hired you, I would know that I was getting sort of a cartoony look yeah. and. But I can um, go more anime. I can go more cartoon. Yeah, know. totally. Yeah. You have a lot of different styles within that realm, but I, I would expect, I wouldn't expect like realism yeah I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect dc you know yeah and and that's yeah i'm i'm good at copying like um i've always been really good at emulation uh in high school i did a lot of drawings of like uh dante's inferno like wood carvings oh cool <laughs> um, so I've, I've always been good at just like melting into different styles and that's really been my main strength, even though my art teachers all said that it was a big weakness. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to, you have, I mean, you turned it into a strength. So, Thanks. so that, it, I mean, that's what it's all about, you know. Thank you. And uh, Willow White is like watercolor colors. Yeah, I, so, I did that all on Procreate. Yeah. Yeah, it looks yeah. wonderful. Oh, thank you. How long did each of these um, illustrations take, if you don't? Uh, actually, I, this is the first time I can actually answer that because I uh, recorded <laughs> myself doing them the whole time. Oh, cool. Um, so each of them took me around two hours. Um, I had already storyboarded the panels. So like I did a quick thumbnail and then I would blow it up to the size that I needed and then do another sketch on top of that. Okay. And from there, it took me two hours to get it all the way to completion. So, including color and everything. Yeah. Do you do color while you're drawing, or do you kind of traditionally? I, draw, I do draw the, ink color. Yeah, I sketch and then I line art over the sketch and then I color uh, underneath the line art. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, they're really fantastic. I everyone should check this out on her website uh, when you can. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, that's my newest thing. And it's my proudest thing because it's like <laughs> 30 pages long and it's an actual completed story. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, uh, go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's so late there. It is now four, almost four o'clock. Almost four. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll let you go. <laughs> Usually these are about three hour long episodes. Uh, we always have a game of tic-tac-toe that can just go on and on and on. But we'll skip oh, that no. this time. Yeah. Thank you. Well, uh, we yeah. take our tic-tac-toe very seriously. Gotta, I can't remember the trick. I can't remember the trick. <laughs> always start in the corner, I think. I don't know. Go first. Always start in the corner. Yes. Yes. Really? Not the center? I don't no. think it's the center. I think it's the corner. And then you can, you go and Either it way. opens up too oh. many stuff. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. People know what you're doing when you go for the center. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, India, thank you so much. And we'll talk to you again soon, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That would be thank great. <laughs> all right. Bye. All right. Bye. Okay, bye. All right. So thank you, India Knip, uh, for a great thank, interview. Yeah, India Knip. Uh, yeah. You're wonderful. And you're wonderful. it was it was great having you on. And uh, we look forward to talking to you again soon. And thanks for staying up so, so late in, from Sweden. So Switzerland. I, it was Switzerland. Switzerland. Yeah. Uh, for those who are listening, and it sounds a little different now, Eric is on a, a remote. He's uh, currently at his sister's house. That's as remote as we're willing to get during the quarantine. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he has uh, our next guest, and we're going to do a comic review. Mm-hmm. Uh, so take it away, Eric. All right. So right now, uh, what is your name? Henry. If you want to come mess with your name, Ultimate Henry Engineer. <laughs> That's my fun name. Next is fun name is Henry Engineer. Correct? Okay. Ultimate Henry Engineer. Ultimate Henry Engineer. Ultimate I'm wrong. Ultimate Henry Engineer. So engineer like the train engineer? No, engineer like a builder. A builder. A builder? And I build like high-tech gear and stuff. High-tech I, gear. I think no one would have a build. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Henry, we just read a comic called um, Rex Bradley Boy Adventure. Mm-hmm. And it was written by... Winston Gambro. Winston Gambro, who we interviewed very fortunately for last week as our second interviewee, which was a lot of fun. Yeah. And so, Henry, it was a comic designed for kids. And so tell me, just did you like it or did you dislike it? I liked it. You liked it? Anything in particular that you like? Um, The Rocket Roots. <laughs> the what? Rocket boots. Rocket boots. Anyone laughing at me? I like rocket boots. He likes okay. rocket boots. You can laugh at me. You, okay, we will <laughs> laugh at you. We can laugh at you. You think the rest of the world hates on rocket boots? I like rocket boots. Nah, I don't think many people are going to be laughing at rocket boots. Yeah, rocket boots are going to be awesome. Okay. Yeah, if they ever make them. Okay. They need to make them. So... What so the plot was um Rex Radley, his parents are divorced, and each of them kind of have different adventures. Uh so one has adventures in dinosaurs and one has adventures with monsters. Which did you prefer? I would prefer monsters so I can use annihilator and spice them, but I prefer the monsters. So he liked the, the monsters, the one with the giant robots. You would annihilate the, the monsters? everyone? Is that what you said? I like just the monsters. Okay. Okay. I, I would like putting, I would like, if I ever see a real monster, I need to do put a nail right on their heads and slice them in half. <laughs> put a, a nail on their heads? Annihilator ray and slice them in half. Oh, annihil. Okay. Annihilator ray. Is that so? Like this. It goes like this, then goes, then they go, then you hear this, then they're slice into 533 pieces but it's not you need to say it's not so pleasant if you use it on a real human <laughs> not good no it's not good so henry they have a hot dog crust pizza in the comic is that something a good thing or a bad thing to you bad thing but i would like hot ketchup crust pizza 
ketchup crust pizza? Mm-hmm. Henry, is ketchup the best food in the world? Yes. Ketchup. <laughs> this, this is the best food in the world. My blankie. You have a blankie? Yes. Okay. I feel like this interview is getting a, a little off off okay. the rails. Yeah. So, so what did you think of the plot overall? What did did you like Rex Radley or not? Did you like, I did. You like the story? Mm-hmm. I like the stories. Oh, the story. Yeah, because it is multiple stories. It's multiple stories. Yeah. Which story was your favorite? My favorite was the second one with their with his mom. So there's okay. two with there's two with his mom. The first one with the mom is the one with the giant turtle. The other one is with the kids invade or the people invade. The yeah, I the, the home people invade. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay. Uh cool. So what about the art style? Did you like the art in the book? Yep. Anything you like about the art? No. <laughs> Just like the art in general? Yes. Um, okay. What about the colors? They're fine. I think they could do something little. They could probably do something a little better, but yeah. Here, uh, look at these, look at this page and tell me what you like and what you don't like. I don't like the greenish skies. Cause okay. that's kind of weird. In the this, this robot, green, this robot like, here. Them. No, I mean, there's green skies, and I don't like the green lights in the buildings. Okay. I think it's supposed to be white lights, but it's green. So you don't like the colors here? I don't like some of those colors. And the yellow, yeah. Not the best, the red. I'm fine with that, but I don't think it's the best. Okay. You would have done something different. Yeah. I would deem, like, sparks from his head. <laughs> like, I look like you, sparks. Oh. They could use some sparks, I, I guess. Mm-hmm. You could just like kiki to it, like kiki. Yeah, sparks are added. <laughs> uh, okay, Henry. So, um, Eric, what did you think of the story and the art and the? Colors? I thought they were good, simple stories, like '80s B cartoons. Yeah. Yeah, they reminded me of like '90s cartoons mm-hmm. that you would watch, like J- Johnny Quest, especially. Yeah. You know, like an updated Johnny Quest type of character. I feel like it's like Johnny Test. Like, Johnny Test. <laughs> What's Johnny about? Test? What's it about? It's about that this kid has a pet dog that talks, and he tests all of his stuff even when they don't want him to. You mean his, Sher- Sherman and his Peabody? sister? His sisters are genius scientists, and so whenever they need a test experiment, they test it on Johnny Test, his the younger brother, <laughs> and their dog. Even when he doesn't want to, so like he they don't want to. Oh, is it is it called Johnny, Johnny Test? Yes. Yeah, Johnny steals it from them and tests it on the hill. That seems like a big ripoff of Johnny Quest. Do you know who Johnny Quest is? Do you know Johnny? No idea. No idea. Never seen it. Well, he was this super awesome kid who had adventures with his scientist father. <laughs> right? I mean, that's kind of it. Yeah. So, Henry, did you think that the, uh, what did you think of the like drawings themselves? Do you think they were good? Like the character designs and everything? I would say that he had that you can, that he, that so he doesn't have his glasses on until he's on battle. Oh, you're you're upset that he's wearing goggles? Yeah, the goggles don't look good. The goggles do not look good. But he's underwater. What if the uh, the station breaks, like all the glass breaks and shatters, and he has to put on goggles to swim? They're not regular swimming goggles. You don't think so? Rocket boots, they would break. Yeah. Oh, they're the goggles for rocket rocket jumping? No, rocket fire. It's rocket boots, so that, so it can, so it's he can fly with them. They have to make sure that he doesn't fall, but he can fly. Okay. He can fly. Sorry, my, sorry about my hiccuping, and that interrupted. <laughs> no worries. I didn't hear it. I heard my. I felt my hiccuping. Okay. I didn't hear it either. Okay, so Henry, 
Where are you going? Henry, guy, keep on staying with us this entire time. I know it's been a long time. So, Henry, what was it that like you felt like just made you like like this story so much? What was the I'm going to say a French term here. You don't need to worry about what it means. The je ne sais quoi. What was the thing that like? That I don't know what? Je ne sais quoi. I don't know what. I don't know what. What was the thing that you don't know that drew you to the story? So the science that I didn't know partially some of it that drew me to the story. But I didn't know some of the science even though I did know. You know, I knew most of it. Oh, cool. So you learned something? I learned a little bit of science. Most of it actually knew, but <laughs> I learned a little. Oh, good. Eric, what was that it for you? That so good. Uh, it was, for me, just a nostalgia feeling of 90s cartoons and everything. Yeah. I liked the crazy sci-fi stuff mm-hmm. that's in this, and I, I think it's a really fun story to read, especially yep. if you have kids and you can kind of share it with them. Yeah. Okay, so, Henry... On a, uh, if you're gonna rate this story from very bad, like let's say getting thumb, let's say like yep. no longer being able to eat ketchup again ever, to having an unlimited supply of lifetime ketchup that you could that you could just snap your fingers and it'll come wherever you need it to come just from out of space. Well, how would you rate this story? I would like to drink a bottle of ketchup right now. No, <laughs> let's not drink a bottle of ketchup right now. I think you should. Let's get that on the no, podcast. We're going to change the show to <laughs> what can what can Henry do? He's going to be he's going to be a star. We'll call it the ketchup show. That's it. The comics are done. We're done with comics. We're just going to do the ketchup show. <laughs> okay, I'll go grab a lot of ketchup. No, because yeah. your sister, your mother will Eric, kill don't me. tell your sister. Don't just don't it's tell her. Like we're gonna, gonna do it on the internet for everyone to see. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. No, we're good. So Get her to he, sign it like a release before you tell her. <laughs> well, I'll have Henry ask. Henry, no, you're not getting the ketchup. Not many ketchup man. There's enough ketchup. Go go. Five bottles of ketchup. Okay. More. We'll see if you can drink five bottles of ketchup for next time. Five tubs of ketchup next time. Five we'll tubs. Wow. Okay. So, Keegan, on on a scale of eating worms for breakfast but not dinner to um, having French cuisine eaten with your peaky out, how would you rate this? Which one's the bad one? <laughs> the bad one is French cuisine worms. is the worst. It might as well is sometimes worms. It, okay, don't they eat worms in France? They eat snails. Yeah, so uh, fine. Eating um at a five star restaurant for five dollars a piece. No, if you, the worst what's thing. The, what's, the, okay, what's the worst thing you could think of, Henry? Eating a viper for breakfast. Okay, what's the viper? Best? Drinking five tubs of ketchup in a day. <laughs> so, Keegan, on a scale between eating a viper for breakfast or drinking five tubs of ketchup for a day, how would you rate this? I would rate this um, finding a giant monster and cooking it while I'm out camping. Is that a good rating? Yeah. I think we should do it five tubs of ketchup time. Okay, so let's <laughs> use lots of ketchup on it is what I'm hearing. Okay. Yeah, and using lots of ketchup on it. That's right. Okay, uh, Eric, uh, on a scale between being in in an underground sea lab uh, with a small leak that just continues, and you're always filling different leaks in the lab, uh, to being with uh, uh, Tharga for a week, and and just like having her do like any household chores you need done because she's so strong and can, can do all the construction that you need. What would you give this comic? I would give it having Tharga in the sea lab. You, you're good. Like she's spending most of the time fixing the whole, the, 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 the small holes, but for like that good five minutes, she gets a lot of stuff done that she's not fixing. Yeah. Holes. Yeah. 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 So I combine the two. So it's make a it good average. comic. Yeah. It was a good comic. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Henry, we're gonna say goodbye, but we, first we want to thank some people. We want to thank any, all our Patreon supporters. Yep. We would like to f- f- say if you want to listen to us on Patreon, 
Go to patreon.com slash dumbcomicreators. If you want to reach out to us, go to gmail or dumbcomicreators at gmail.com. We have an Instagram at dumbcomicreators. We have a Facebook page at dumbcomicreators. And we all like ketchup here at Dumb Comic Creators. <laughs> yes, we do. This is uh, actually the ketchup show. The ketchup show, yeah. We're going to change it. We're going to change it. Next time, instead of reading comments, I'm going to drink five shots of ketchup. I like this idea. Okay. Just don't tell it. Don't tell your mother. <laughs> okay. Got it. No, but uh, we should disclaimer. Don't actually do that, Henry. Yeah, don't do that. That's not a good Oh, help he's gone. Us. He didn't hear me. That's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Well, this has been really fun, Eric. Thank you for coming on. And but Thank you, hey, Henry, for joining us. Eric, I'm really you're proud. welcome, and I'm Tingo Jump. Okay. <laughs> I'm really proud that you uh, actually promoted us correctly at I all know. those sites. That yeah. was impressive. I know. Now if I can only get someone's names correct. I think it was like you were in the zone. I was in the uh, zone, yeah. yeah. I, I was thinking about ketchup, and it's got me in the zone. Yeah. Yep. So right. thank you, India Knip. Thank you to wow. Winston Gambro. I like ketchup. <laughs> thank you, Henry. Check out Rex Radley, Boy Adventurer number two. It's on Kickstarter, uh, starting at $2 for the digital version of the of the comic, which is a good deal. Uh, and you'd be supporting his comic and uh, and everything like that. So, um, yeah, make sure you check out his Kickstarter uh, for issue number two, which uh, is also wonderful. We we mostly talked about number one, but um, he gave us an advanced copy of number two, and we really liked it, didn't we, Eric? Yeah, it was really really good. Worth the read. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I forget. It's been a few days since I came up with the the catchphrase that we didn't like, but it was there was maybe it should just be. I already have one. Won the world. Won the world is a catchphrase. No, that it's the catchphrase is let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this sounds too much like um, Nike's just do it, but we'll we'll work on it. No, I like that. Let's do this. It's it's better than Nike's. It sounds too much like Nike. I think we'll get sued. Okay. I like the ketchup show. Dumb comic creators. The catchphrase is the ketchup show. The ketchup show. <laughs> we'll talk about. We still need one. That okay. sounds like a separate show, though. It's only problem. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>